pencils at sundown get advice and tunes when you don't even know what to freaking do souls at sundown keeps it fresh and new every other friday with megan hughes hello folks and welcome back to souls at sundown this is episode 86 and for the past two episodes of this podcast, I've kind of continued the Black Lives Matter conversation and made episodes specific to those. And while this episode is going to be touching on some of those matters or the conversations surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement, I really wanted to talk about something um, that is separate a little bit from it today and just something that I've seen kind of come to the surface during these times as a result of people's outrage to racial injustice and oppression of Black people in America. So the topic I'm going to be discussing today is the importance of awareness over wokeness. So awareness instead of wokeness. And I'm going to be talking about how people kind of I guess, cling to the idea or the role of being woke and hold on to it so wholeheartedly that they lack understanding for any other opinion other than their own. Um, They lack a different kind of perspective in general. And I'm just going to be kind of talking about like group thinking with woke culture and what we can do to kind of separate being woke as... um, I don't know, a role that we play from just believing in certain matters, believing in certain movements. Because while wokeness or woke culture, I guess, helps spread awareness about movements like the Black Lives Matter movement and the Me Too movement and so many others, it also kind of, I feel like it's more of an umbrella term and it kind of also encourages people to like delve further into their spiritual side or like, you know, think about their spiritual practices that they're getting into and that makes them woke because they believe in those things but also i think that it's important to note that like you can be a spiritual person without identifying as like a woke individual i don't know um i think that it's just really become a very like mainstream kind of a label for people and i just kind of wanted to delve into this uh idea today truly because earlier this morning before I was settling on a podcast topic I was talking about wokeness and also politically correct culture so just kind of like everybody calling out different things and being like cancel this cancel that you can't say this and you have to say this instead and you should mind your words around x y and z and just kind of like the call out culture aspect of that like there's no understanding no empathy it's just very like this is right and this is wrong and if you say something the wrong way i will cancel you so This all being said, (laughs) I just think it's important to just reflect on in your daily life right now when you're going about talking about racial or social issues, are you practicing compassion and understanding for people in having difficult conversations? Are you trying to hear their perspective? Are you actually listening to their perspective? Or are you just like, you know, jumping to anger or an attacking nature 
I think that that's an important question to raise. So before we delve too much into this, I wanted to do a little reviewer of the week because it's been a while. I didn't share my reviewer of the week for the past two episodes, so I wanted to just share this one today from Lisa Wambui, or Wambui, and she says, so well-spoken, five stars. I've followed Megan for a while now and her most recent episode, I just want to interrupt and say the recent episode she was referring to because she posted this on May 30th was my episode 84 about white privilege and um, I shared a lot of different resources in that. So she said... Her most recent episode just reminded me how well-spoken she is approaching a topic from a learner's viewpoint and being willing to hear others before speaking out about something really relevant in our lives. As a black woman, I just think your approach was amazing. Girl, I love you. So thank you so much to Lisa for sharing this with me. I love you too. And I was so appreciative to hear you talk about how you valued when I went about it in a learner's viewpoint rather than just like trying to teach and I really want you guys when listening to all of my episodes to just you know go about it in a learner's viewpoint as well when you're absorbing the episode because I never want it to seem like I'm trying to just like throw my viewpoint on you you know so it was nice of her that she perceived it that way and I also think that that topic that you just raised of going about just life in general or topics that you believe in from a learner's viewpoint, that can help you so much rather than just being like, oh, I know everything. I know every opinion ever and this is what I think. And that's really what um, I have an issue with, with woke culture in general. I'm going into a lot of terms today, so I'm just gonna uh, digress and play you a little definition of wokeness from this talk that I was watching. And the video that I'm referring to and going to be playing a clip from is called The Problem with Wokeness from All About Women 2019, which I assume is a kind of talking convention. And the name of the woman who's sharing this is Aisha Akanbi. And she basically just did a whole speech on what she thinks about the term wokeness. And it was just so incredible. I love her so much. She had such a potent perspective, truly. So I'm going to play you guys her definition of wokeness because I just really related. I was like, yes, I agree. (laughs) Wokeness is a term that a lot of people don't really understand. But in my understanding of it, I would say wokeness is a slang term for social awareness. You can be woke about anything, race, gender, sexuality, veganism, climate change. Every issue gaining mainstream prominence can consider you woke. Strangely, people tend to associate woke ideas with the left. The word may have gained mainstream popularity with progressive politics, but wokeness does exist on the right too. Try mentioning the words diversity or social justice or immigration, and the right can easily get just as triggered. Woke is simply the belief in anything that you think is correct and progressive. The rise of Twitter, Facebook statusing, and Instagram activists has given us all a public voice. In theory, this is fantastic, but in practice, it leads to complications. A place to express our frustrations, disillusion with the system, and anger is not only necessary, but it can be cathartic. Unfortunately, we haven't recognized the power in having a portable encyclopedia inside our pockets. Having a world of information at our fingertips is nothing short of a revolution but it does create some anger. 
Anger, especially for women and non-white people, is stigmatized as violence, unfeminine, and a threat, instead of a normal response to abuse. Our collective anger has sparked international discourse and necessary movements such as the Me Too campaign and Black Lives Matter. However, discussing anything topical online can be hard at best and draining at worst. Being woke is fundamentally useful, but what we do with our newfound awareness can often be misguided in the long term. We turn on each other for not being up to date. We take ideas we deem negative to be indicators of someone's entire character. It can be explained only as irony that considering we're in the gender revolution, we still think in very binary terms. We've reduced complex issues to black and white, both literally and figuratively. You're either right or wrong, problematic or progressive, good or bad. Having productive ideas isn't enough to stop an online mob from cancelling you if you misuse a word or have a difference of opinion. You can spend a lifetime fighting injustice, but the moment the internet considers you not woke enough, it's a wrap. What happens here is we shut down conversation more than we encourage it. This doesn't leave space for perspective, and instead, it scares everyone into having the same ideas. This is dangerous, as any thinking that we hand over to others for the sake of appearing woke will leave our movements hollow and full of holes. Oof, boy, Aisha, she just freaking took the words out of my mouth. She explained them so eloquently. I had to play just like the entirety of just a three minute bit from that. Obviously, I'm not going to play the in entire hour long conversation when you can just look it up on YouTube, the problem with wokeness. Um, but I just wanted to play all of that because while she explained wokeness so well, you know, it's like really anything that you believe in as a social issue that you feel passionately about, you could be woke about, you know? Um, but she also got into the issues with wokeness online and call out culture and not leaving room for people to improve or be informed. So that was what I really, really loved because she started talking about how you know, I definitely relate to this when she said that discussing anything topical online can be hard at best and draining at worst. And I just completely agree because when so many people are afraid to be called out or labeled as not woke enough, they just get scared into not speaking or it scares everybody into having the same ideas, which is kind of what she ended on. Well, she went on in the original talk that you can go and listen to, but I cut it off there just to kind of expand on that because a lot of my initial points when I was taking notes on this topic to record today, I wrote down so many things that align with what she said. And I was kind of thinking like, you know, when we have the issue of wokeness come to the surface and we start dissecting it, the number one thing that I always go to is that people who really think that they are, you know, the epitome of woke, <laughs> they believe that their truth is the only truth and everybody else just hasn't woken up yet. You know, like, oh, you'll get there, but you just don't get it yet. And I also want to say that, like, I kind of partially used to be like this, especially when I first started tripping LSD. And I remember on an acid trip one time, I was talking to one of my friends who we were tripping together for the first time. And I was telling her, like, oh, this is so nice. You just get it. And she was like, what? And I was like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, 
you just get it. You know, like sometimes you're with people and you're like, oh, they don't get it. Like they just aren't there yet. You know what I mean? And she was like, no, like I don't, I don't understand. And I was just like, I don't know. I guess it's just like some people are woke and some people aren't. And when I think back to that time, like a 17 year old me thinking she was woke because she was tripping LSD, like I have to laugh. You know what I mean? I have to fucking laugh because like, what is that kind of me explaining to my friend? Like, oh, some people just get it and they don't like, yeah, sure. That's true. That's called connecting with people who are either the same as you or you relate to, you know what I mean? But then we just get into hierarchy thinking, right? Of like, oh, they just haven't woken up yet. And like, I could enlighten them. I could tell them what's real and what's not. I could tell them what they need to be doing. So it really just enables this kind of egoic mindset towards others' progress with educating themselves or their lack of education, right? Because then you're just sitting there being like, oh, <laughs> one day they'll learn. You know what I mean? Like, it's exhausting to do that to people and to think that you're so high up on that hierarchy that, and like, of course, I wasn't thinking this at the time, you know? I was like thinking, quite frankly, probably the opposite, that my ego wasn't at the forefront of that conversation. But looking back, I just am appalled. So that's just one thing I want to call out is like, I totally used to act like that. And that's kind of the glory of growing up, you know, looking back on moments like that being like, wow, I was really trying to explain to her wokeness and how woke I was and how I felt like she was woke as well. And we could connect on that. But she was also just like, mm, I guess I understand. <laughs> I don't really know, but yeah, it can just kind of, if you fall into like a woke mindset or thinking that you are a woke individual, you really just, it can make you feel like you're morally superior to other people for whatever reason. And you kind of just fall into thinking that you've already arrived at everything you would already need to know, right? Like, oh, you've reached this level of like, enlightenment or whatever it might be you know all the answers have showed themselves so what else is there to know and it just enables that certain kind of stagnancy in education and your perspective is not the only perspective your reality is not the only reality you can be existing in that and you know talking about that in your social circles, in your beliefs. I'm not saying don't have personal beliefs or don't have a moral compass, you know what I mean? But don't back it with your whole heart so much to where you believe it's the only truth. And that's really the issue of wokeness is like, also, where are we getting this information in the first place? When it comes to the age of information and mass consumption and in times like we're in right now, when something comes out that's like being reposted on everybody's stories and it's just a mass spread of information, it's like, wait, who is stopping for a second and before they repost it, what is the percentage of people who are going and researching this, who are going and looking into this and actually trying to dissect it rather than just, oh, 
okay, here am I just enabling this huge group think, just absorbing this information, immediately sharing it, moving on with my day, never once thinking for themselves, is this what I also believe? Is this what I also back? Or am I only backing it because I'm part of this, I don't know, liberal, open-minded community who is posting this, so obviously I, I back them, I value their opinion. This person I follow posted it, and they're my friend, so they have to be right, right? <laughs> but I really just think it's so important to question everything that you believe and what led you to believe it. You know what I mean? So this all being said, uh, I think that this kind of brings up the conversation of playing the role of wokeness, trying to put on the identity of being woke as a performative act. And that's where the ego starts talking, right? Of like, we're all just putting on these labels or these identities, I suppose, of how we want to be perceived in this world, in this realm of, you know, where we're existing and having people identify us and see us as like, just like she was talking about in that clip that I just played, it becomes so black and white, right? Like of right and wrong, good and bad. Are you on the right side or the wrong side? And in times like right now, when we're seeing, you know, little digestible, cute Instagram things coming up on our feed or to our stories or whatever that are like, are you going to be on the right side of history or the wrong side of history or something like that? You want to be on that right side. So I think that it's just important to question like if your activism is performative or if you truly like back what you do. And that being said, if you do back what you do, then you have to keep in mind is this the only truth? Just because I back what I believe in, you know, doesn't mean that it's the only thing to believe in. No, there's so many different realities and opinions and perspectives that can coexist at once. And that's really the issue that I have with wokeness. It's, it just doesn't give room for that kind of a conversation to happen. And it just kind of like silences other people and being like, no, 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 you're not hearing me. And the other person's like, no, I am. I just don't believe the same exact thing. And why aren't you open to hearing me? Okay. And it just becomes this whole spiel of just people shaking their tail feathers, baby. Um, I could talk in loops about this for a very long time. So I'm just going to Cut for a song break, and then I'll come back and tell you what the song was, because at this moment, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to play.
funny thing The ironic thing, uh, the kind of scary thing It opens doors for me, Not So Different by Willow, and it's off of her 2015 album Artipithecus, I believe is how you pronounce that album name. She's long. It's a long-ass name, but it's a good-ass album. Oof, yeah, really good stuff. I have so many, like, memories attached to that album, and I just think so fondly of it, but oftentimes I forget that that album exists, and I feel like I haven't listened to it in full in a really long time, so I'm gonna have to do that later today. Anyways, I digress. A good song to play after that, because it's just really, she was just talking about the importance of the fact that we're all the same, you know, and how we're not so different. And I wanted to play that song specifically because of the first verse when in that she says, as humans, we don't know one thing about ourself or anything. And I for one know nothing. And I just think that's such a nice reminder to just have for ourselves. Like, we're just humans. We really don't know shit about anything. We're just trying our best and attaching our belief systems to certain, you know, fleeting things, or maybe they stick for a long period of time, or whatever it might be. All I know is that I, for one, know absolutely nothing, and I'm not going to sit here and act like my opinions are the end-all be-all. And that's really something that I want to stress in this episode, you know, even though I'm talking about awareness, even though I'm talking about wokeness, even though I'm talking about these topics where, you know, it might seem as though I know shit, I don't know shit. And I don't want you to listen to this and be like, hey, I'm gonna take everything that this person says as fact. Because I want you in life in general to just question pretty much everything that people tell you. And Finley and I talk about this a lot when it comes to the subject of like raising children in the future and instilling in them the belief that, you know, it, just because somebody tells you something doesn't mean that it's true. And that's why I think I have like this kind of aversion to woke culture because it's just like a constant thread that just keeps you know being threaded in and out of people and just all these things and like I just really hope that some people take the time to you know just question and second guess and understand why they believe the things that they do but when you're like in a world of woke culture or you're surrounded by people who are like making sure that you're being politically correct all the time I think that it's easy to get surrounded by people who are just doing the same thing. You know, you just have the same group thinking ideals and people don't really challenge you very often because they're genuinely scared to. And environments like that oftentimes really only accept others' opinions that are are the same as their own. So then you just kind of live in this echo chamber 
of your own reality and opinions. And it's just kind of harmful because you're not forming any new opinions. You're not being challenged. You're not questioning. You're not being exposed to new information. So I think that it's just important if you do exist in a kind of environment like that where you know, a lot of the same people around you. I mean, obviously you choose friends who connect with you in a certain way. I just think it's important to like, you know, challenge your friends if you have a thought come up where you're like, oh, I don't necessarily agree with that. Or like asking, where did you get that information? You know, actually questioning it rather than just moving on as though like this is fact. Oh, I heard this somewhere and it must be true because this person is awoke individual, right? They wouldn't spread misinformation. Um, also, I do want to say that like, you know, politically correct culture is important in certain ways because, you know, sometimes people don't know the right terms to call people and they don't know that they shouldn't say certain things. And it is important for people to, you know, inform them of saying other things or just being like, hey, that's a little bit offensive when you say X, Y, and Z. You know, instead of calling people homeless, you should call them houseless because they do indeed have a home. It's just not a house. And just little things like that, like giving people room to correct them. My sister actually shared something in one of her recent podcasts, her most recent podcast. Um, she was talking about how she put up a fist, like a Black Lives Matter fist, as her avi on, um, or her profile photo on Instagram. And somebody messaged her and was just like, hey, Lindsay, I'm, you know, not trying to be rude or anything, but the fist, it's it basically, it's not for you. And here's some stuff that I read on it. And Lindsay was like, oh my God, thank you. Like I had no idea. And also just as easily, somebody could have gotten really upset at her and messaged her something like, you dumbass, blah, 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 all this stuff, you know? And I just think that's such a perfect example of how to handle a situation like that well instead of attacking somebody just calmly explaining to them and linking resources for them to go and read about it on their own and not necessarily just being like no you should trust my opinion on this but actually letting them you know see the information for themselves so anyways that's what I have to say in conclusion of that I think that there's a lot of better ways to go about things instead of just assuming that everybody is as woke as you because you know I'm sure some of you have seen those things that are going around right now that's like I don't know who needs to see this but your grandma isn't on Instagram you know like she's not seeing your black square she's not seeing all of the information that we're seeing like you need to have these difficult conversations and if you just assume that everybody has the same opinion as you then honey, it's gonna be really hard to go about life. You know what I mean? Like we need to be open to um, just having these difficult conversations with people in an understanding and compassionate and empathetic way, rather than being like, you don't fucking get it, brother. You need to think like me, you know? But this all being said, if you are trying to educate yourself a little bit more or do the work on kind of, waking up from being woke, if you will, or just kind of trying to figure out how you can like 
break down that thought pattern in your head of, oh, I used to maybe define as woke, or I, I mean, I identify as woke, and how do I go about conversations now, or how do I break down that identity that I truly adapted or that role I was playing for a long period of time? How do I not do that? I wanted to recommend this resource to you guys from this spiritual teacher who I've been following for many, many years. Her name is Miriam Hosna. She has classes under the New Earth Mystery School on her website, and I'll link everything that I'm referring to and playing in the show notes of this episode so you guys can get links and whatnot. But I just wanted to read you guys this little bit about her course, which is called Waking Up From Being Woke. She has 1.0 and 2.0, and the set itself is like a $40 course, but she talks about um, basically what it means to wake up to the roles that we're choosing to play in this realm of life, you know? In particular, the social role of being, in quotes, woke and the cult of righteousness. You know, I'm right in what I'm saying and you're wrong in that aspect. And she talks about how when we lose our ability to think critically and act from our own heart's discernment, we're unable to recognize the nuances of truth present in something that we may superficially reject as wrong. You know, on the surface, we're like, oh no, that's wrong because I'm just passing it off as that. But in turn, that can kind of like perpetuate the drama of polarity and dominance in creating a new status quo game of hierarchy, which was what I was kind of talking about before when I was talking about that experience I had when I was talking to my friend about like, oh, they're just not woke yet. You know, it's just like being woke or not, which is like a really reductionist aspect to look at things because we need to give people the chance to learn and grow. And um, yeah, she says as a little blurb before the links to her course that in the class series, she will be discussing sensitive topics related to the current presidential administration. This will be a class where we will present possible truths as theory. The importance is for you to discern what is true for you. And that's what I really appreciate about Miriam's work is because, um, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of people sharing her little quotes or blurbs on Instagram and we read it and we move on. But as for like the work that she does and, you know, I've been following for her for a while and I always have admired from her the ability that she has to present information and not be attackful about it, not be... Um, yeah, attacking a certain group of people for thinking X, Y, and Z. She's just kind of presenting like, oh, I've been noticing this lately. Maybe I'll do a course kind of delving more into that. Or just through, I mean, she tweets and Instagrams all the time. So it's kind of just like free offerings if you don't want to pay for her course, obviously. But I I'm interested in uh, taking this course. I haven't taken it when I'm speaking about it right now. But I think that she just does a good job of like kind of helping people, you know, understand that while she is in quotes a spiritual teacher or somebody who has been doing this line of spirit work for a while, it doesn't mean that just because she's saying it, it doesn't mean that it's true. And that's such an important thing for people to recognize when they're listening to you. And that's why, well, now we're kind of getting into <laughs> 
a different topic, but this is something that I wanted to make a video on in the past. Just like the idea of role models and how having idols and role models can actually be kind of a harmful thing because anything that that person says or does, you're like, oh yeah, word, like this is super true. And in my past, especially when I was younger, I definitely did that with Mod Sun. And there were so many things that he did or said where now as a 23 year old, I'm obviously looking back and being like, no, I don't agree with that. Like, I don't, you know, back then I didn't really recognize what he said as harmful or it's just something that I didn't, yeah, that I just had a differing opinion on. I was just like, oh yeah, Mod Sun said it. So word, it must be true. But I think that as you get older, you kind of break down those barriers in your mind and you're like yo no hold on just take a second just because he's saying it doesn't mean that I have to believe it and you just really need to question that and that's such an important thing for people obviously with religious beliefs as well and um, the role that your parents play in your life or really just any role model I suppose any, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Mentors and stuff like that. Obviously these people, mentors and positive role models, they're very important to have in your life to a certain extent, but seeing their opinions as the end all be all is truly where it gets harmful. So that's just kind of what I wanted to blab about today, folks. <laughs> I was going to pause for a song break again. And then I was like, no, I just had a couple more thoughts about this matter. When you disagree with somebody you saw as a role model or a mentor or whatever it might be, you know, you can bring these things up to them if you have a one-on-one -on -one relationship and question and share your own beliefs. And, you know, if you were adopting everybody else's beliefs, you wouldn't be yourself anymore. And that's why the importance of individuality is so important to me to instill in, you know, future generations as well as my own children. It's like, yeah, sure, just because I'm saying I have a certain opinion about a certain thing doesn't mean you can't speak up and counteract that opinion. And if you were to just adopt all of my beliefs and you wouldn't be yourself anymore. And that's such a sad thing to think about. But um, I wanted to play the speaker that I played at the beginning again, because she is just fantastic. And the bit I was just listening to on individuality, as well as, you know, other opinions existing along with your own is just so relevant to the conversation that we're having right now, especially with role models and stuff like that. So I'm just going to play a little bit more of Ayesha, I can be, and then I'm going to come back and chat about it. And then we'll wrap up this episode. But I want you to hear this, okay? And freaking, you know, just absorb it. Each time we label someone an enemy for a difference of opinion, we weaken our collective unity. We don't need to have the exact same ideas to share the same end goal. Miles Davis once said, if you understood everything I said, you'd be me. <laughs> From this, I learned that we can't always expect people who've never walked in our shoes to feel our bruises. We have to accept that we won't always be understood. And how do we expect to be understood by everyone else when we don't understand ourselves? We need to accept that we are all at different stages in the lane we call growth. Online discussion has the tendency to encourage the idea that one truth exists. F. Scott Fitzgerald believed that intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. <laughs> hmm. 
The idea of only one truth plays into identity essentialism and theism. We acknowledge varying truths by understanding that nobody has the monopoly on suffering. Accepting that we are all at different stages of awareness will make us more willing to ask questions, because there may be some complexities that even the holy grail of Google may not know. But at present, asking questions is frowned upon. It's considered emotional labor and a microaggression. But I say it's the willingness to ask questions and to seek which helps us cure ignorance. We need an intersection of perspectives, because not all trans people, for instance, have the same ideas on gender and sex. Not all black people have the same ideas on modes of liberation, and so on. It's useful to remember that asking questions is a basic human survival instinct. Not every question is an attack, and we can use discernment to judge this. It is by being allowed to ask questions that many of us even know what half of what we do today. To gain understanding, we should be prepared to answer questions whilst remaining inquisitive. Again, just hitting the nail right on the head there with all of those topics. I love her speech and how it kind of just evolves into even more and even more and even more topics that I feel so strongly about as well and just want to touch on in this episode. Um, I really loved how she said that we're all at different stages of awareness and we need to be able to ask questions and enlighten other people. I use that word very lightly. <laughs> um, educate other people, I mean to say, um, about just what they're asking about. And I know that, you know, with the climate that we're in right now, with so much racial injustice and a lot of white people acknowledging their privilege and trying to do the anti-racist work. I've seen a lot of people saying online, you know, like, it's not black people's job to educate their white peers, which I completely understand. But that doesn't mean that white people can't continue to ask questions. We should be asking questions. We shouldn't be, you know, emotionally taxing our black friends to answer them for us at the same time, but we need to be able to ask them to somebody. Like she said in this speech, you know, like Google doesn't have all of the answers. We need to be able to have these conversations to be able to progress and survive. It is our survival instinct to be able to ask questions, find answers to them, and then, you know, adapt to certain social settings and know what is the right and wrong thing to say. And that's the issue that um, wokeness kind of brings up is, you know, in woke culture, it's like, no, you should just know. You shouldn't ask me. Why are you asking me? You should be doing the work. And yeah, maybe, sure, I should be doing the work in my own time. But does that mean that right on the spot, if I say something wrong or make a mistake, does that mean that you're going to cancel me forever and shun me because you think that I don't know enough to be in conversation with you or be friends with you or whatever it might be? You know, I just think it's really important to be able to ask questions to somebody in your life, whether it be, you know, a mentor or an educator or, you know, have these conversations with people who you trust the opinions of, not taking what they say as the end all be all, like I've been stating over and over again in this, but, you know, just <laughs> not forgetting that you can ask questions to grow. And that's super, super important. So I kind of wanted to end it off on that because 
awareness is key and you're not going to become an aware individual on certain matters that you're not educated on if you're not asking about them. But again, please go and listen to that entire hour long The Problem with Wokeness video. It was impeccable. It was recorded in 2019, but I feel like it is just so beyond relevant for what we're experiencing right now in America with so much social injustice, racial injustice, having our First Amendment rights silenced and just, ugh, yeah. So she really spoke on a lot of issues and I was really only hitting the tip of the iceberg sharing the bits and bobs that I did with you today in this episode, but I just felt like her voice as a black woman who has had a completely different life experience than me, I felt like it was really nice to include in this episode specifically because her perspective on wokeness and woke woke culture is, you know, it's relevant and incredibly apparent in, you know, certain environments that I'm in right now. (laughs) Um, Just seeing certain things playing out on my timeline. And that's why I wanted to really have the larger conversation. And then through doing the research, I found this video and I just felt like it was really, really good to include. So I hope you guys enjoyed hearing from her. What a legend you are. Aisha a can be. I'm going to listen to more talks from her because I really respect her opinions and her education and she's just great. But I wanted to wrap up this episode today basically just by saying that, you know, if you identify as a woke individual, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I just think that you need to, you know, kind of just question what that means to you. And what I felt like Aisha didn't get into in her speech, at least in the bits that I played today, she wasn't really talking about spirituality and spiritual practices. And I personally feel like a lot of the woke culture that I at least experience and have seen and have relationships with people who practice certain things and identify as woke, I feel like they're very like spiritual people. And um, I think that that really falls underneath that. And I want to just make it clear that you don't have to be woke to be spiritual. You know, you can be spiritual without identifying as a woke person. And I personally, you know, identify that way. I made an entire episode about spirituality versus religion. And I think that that's an important thing to maybe listen to at a later date if you guys haven't heard it. But um, I really think that wokeness kind of like almost falls into this new religion category of just, I don't know, such a indoctrinated kind of way of thinking, which now I'm just getting on a whole other separate tangent. But yeah, I suggest listening to my spirituality versus religion episode of this podcast. If you're interested, it's available on all platforms. What else? Go and listen to the last two episodes of this podcast if you missed them. The last one was just continuing the Black Lives Matter conversation, and I was talking about my own personal protest experiences in Portland, Oregon. And then the episode before that was just an episode about white privilege and accountability and how to be an ally, and it just had a bunch of resources in it. Um, for education purposes. So anyways, I love you guys so much. 
Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I know that, again, second week in a row, I only played one song. I've just been talking a lot, and I hope you don't mind. I just really have a lot to say these days, you know, and a lot to speak up about and voices to amplify, and I hope you're down to listen. I love you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give me a little like, a little repost on SoundCloud if that's where you're listening. If you're listening on Spotify or on Apple, just share this with your friends. Share it to your Instagram story. I don't know. Share it if you liked it. (laughs) I'll talk to you guys later, and I'm going to continue the last 15 minutes of this for my Patreon peeps. Adios.